Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. You want to know how God changes us, changes you, changes somebody that you love whose life is essentially going off the rails right now? You want to know how that happens? There has to be an awakening that takes place, a waking up. And you start to realize like, oh, if I keep doing this, this is really going to affect him. This is really going to affect her. This is really going to affect my kids. This is really going to affect this company that I work for. If I keep doing this, some things are going to fall apart. What am I doing? He came to his senses. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Knowing where we stand with God is perhaps one of the most important questions we can ask. We understand that those who are immoral are going to be far from God, but sometimes even those who are moral can be far from God too. It's in this story of the prodigal son that Jesus teaches us whether we are moral or immoral. We all need his grace to be right with him. Please enjoy the message. Now, something I don't know if uh, you experience as much or as often as I have experienced it, uh, but periodically I'll get messages or I'll get a phone call that ends up being a message to somebody else, and it's not to me. And it's not just spam calls, but from time to time I'll actually get a phone call that's meant for somebody else, and for some reason, even though I've had a number, the same number for 10 years, I'll get a phone call that's actually for somebody else. Like, for example, there's a man named Robert Van Arsdale out there who I keep getting his phone calls. And and even worse than that, one of those calls is the FBI. No joke. They are trying to, Robert, if you're out there, they're looking for you, buddy. Just want you to know. So Robert is being pursued or looked, looked for by the FBI, and they're calling me. Now, I have no interest in taking that call, responding to that call, because a life goal of mine is to never speak to the FBI. I, we all have these goals. That's one of mine. I have no interest in ever talking to the FBI. So that is not a call I'm ever going to return or even take. But at times, we can get these types of voicemails, messages that don't apply to us, that are not for us. And what's interesting is in a similar way, at church, you can even experience that. With this time that we're about to have, it's a message, a sermon, a homily, whatever you want to call it, that, that it's not, it can feel like it's not for you. And in, in, full, tra- in full fairness, uh, sometimes they aren't. Like maybe you're married and the sermon's for being single, or maybe you're single and the sermon's uh, for, about being married. Maybe it's about, maybe a sermon, you're female and the sermon's about how to, how to become a more godly man, and, the, and maybe the sermon's for becoming a Proverbs 31 woman, and right now you're, you're a man. And so sometimes, indeed, the message does not hit home for you. And that might be the case today, especially if you find yourself pretty content right now in life. You're pretty well at peace. If you were to just examine your heart and the condition of your spirit and your soul, you're all right. If you were to think about your relationship with the Lord and the time you're spending with him right now, it's maybe it's vibrant. It's vibrant for you. And if that's you, this isn't, this isn't going to be a message for you. Right now, you have deep, maybe you have deep times with the Lord in prayer and deep times of studying the scriptures and you're lockstep with his Holy Spirit as you're following after and becoming more like Jesus. And right now, you're as much like Jesus as you've ever been in your entire life. If that's you, this, this may not be a message for you. Now, maybe, maybe the marriage is good and the relationship with the kids is great and you're, you're just in a really solid spot with all these areas of your life and they're completely surrendered to the Lord as you're living for him and dying to yourself. I, I, I don't have much for you these next few minutes. But, but if you're somebody who's 
Maybe you're, you're struggling with some anxiety and you don't have a lot of confidence about the future right now. And sure, everything around you, outside of you looks okay, but inside of you, it's chaos. Or maybe it's just death inside of you. There's no life there. All the emotion, all the joy went away a long time ago. Maybe you've even had some moments of recent violent outbursts, angry outbursts. Maybe, maybe you've even found yourself wondering like, oh man, is there a God? Is God even out there? Why do I even need to be a part of a church? Why do I even need to come to church? I mean, if, if that's you, then I think I got something for you. Because that's a journey that I feel like almost all of us take at some point in time or another. And as we're gonna find out, that's a journey that the man in the story that we're gonna look at, the prodigal son, is going to be on as he goes off to a distant country. Because for him, he felt like he knew what was best. For him, he had a life in mind. And what we're gonna find is like, as long as we have our life in mind and we think that we know what's best, often those things don't align and are not in sync with God as much as we might try to convince ourselves that they are. So the context of the passage that we're going to look at is Luke 15. And you've got a story that Jesus is telling there, and he's specifically talking to the Pharisees. We'll talk more about that next week. But he's going to, as he's talking to these people that are around him, he talks about a lost sheep that is pursued, a lost coin that is pursued. But now we're on the son, or as we're going to find out, sons. But the son that we look at today, he's lost as well. But there's a point at which this son has to take responsibility to reconnect with his heavenly father or well, his earthly father as the story goes, but our heavenly father. And that's what we pick up in Luke 15. We begin reading there in verse 11. So Jesus continues, continues on the stories of these lost things and now lost people. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of this state. In other words, when you say give me, you're saying, Father, I know what's best for what's coming to me. I know what's best for this, this inheritance that's gonna be mine. So the father divided his property up between them, being the younger son and the elder brother. And not long after that, the son got together all he had, and he set off to a distant country. And why does he set off to this distant country? Is it to pursue this entrepreneurial ambition of his? Is it to maybe go and launch a business? Is it to help the poor and the needy? Is it to tend to the widow? He goes off to the distant country, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living, in having that life that he had in his mind fully fulfilled. But that wasn't a fulfillment, instead it was a squandering. And it's this distant country that is actually a rejection, Jesus is communicating to us, a rejection of faith. Because in the Jewish society, they view God as being in one location, specifically in, at the temple. And as God was there, going off to the distant country was a walking away from God's provision. Because the younger brother, he's with the father. The father is giving him purpose. The father, again, is giving him provision. The father is giving him a meaning to live. He's taking care of all of his needs. Yeah, he's not making a great living. But one day, he's going to inherit riches. But in the meantime, the father is just taking care of him. And he leaves all that behind because he thinks he knows what's best. He's said, give me, give me the, give me the estate. Verse 14, and after he had spent everything, there was a famine. Because when you give yourself little margin, things happen around you. 
In fact, what we realize and probably are realizing more and more every day is there's a lot in this world that we have no control over. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. Because when you spend everything, guess what? There comes a point in time in which there's a supply chain disruption. There's hyperinflation. There's an election upheaval. Maybe there really is a famine. Maybe there's a war. And then, in that moment, there isn't much to fall back on. And so there was a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. Why? Because he thought he knew what was best. Because he wanted to live out this life that he had in his mind that his father was holding him back from. And so he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country. Now, he wasn't yet fully a citizen of this country, but he's hiring himself out to a citizen of that country. What? To build? No. To go out into the fields and to feed pigs, animals that were thought to be impure, And so now he's fully compromised his faith and he longed even more so to fill his stomach with the pods the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything because to him or to them, he was expendable. And when he came to his senses, when he came to his senses, there's a sort of an awakening, a waking up He thought to himself, how many of my my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. It was a moment of actual rationalization, of reasonability. There was a sudden awakening that took place. You want to know how God changes us? Changes you? Changes somebody that you love whose life is essentially going off the rails right now? You want to know how that happens? There has to be an awakening that takes place, a waking up. And you start to realize like, oh, if I keep doing this, This is really going to affect him. This is really going to affect her. This is really going to affect my kids. This is really going to affect this company that I work for. If I keep doing this, some things are going to fall apart. What am I doing? He came to his senses. It's like waking up. It's hard to wake up sometimes. I've got got an alarm clock at my home. It's called the clocky. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, seen them advertised. It's an alarm clock with wheels. 
So the alarm clock goes off and it's meh, 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 and then it starts rolling and it's like catching a chicken. I mean, the thing is just rolling everywhere. You, you really can't catch it or by the time you do catch it, well, you're awake and I'm awake and at that point, we're just gonna get on with the rest of our day because we don't like, let's just be honest, we don't like coming to our senses. We don't always like the waking up. But if we don't, there's people around you. Catch this. There's people around you that are affected by your blindness and my blindness and my disconnection from reality. Like Jonah. Jonah's called to go to Nineveh, but Jonah, Jonah's a racist. And, and, and in fairness to Jonah, I mean, the Ninevites had been absolutely cruel to the Israelites. And God says, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. It'd be like, God may not speak to you. He's not going to speak to you like that, most likely. What he's going to do is he's going to open up the word. You're going to open up the word, and God's going to say, forgive because you've been forgiven. God's going to say, tend to the least of these, because whatever you do to them, you've done to me. So, so God has given you, just like God gave Jonah that same message. And God says, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Jonah says, no, no, I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish. I'm going to go to the end of the world. I'm going to go to that distant country because I, I do not want to tell them about who you are because you might actually have mercy on them when they've had no mercy on us. So Jonah gets on a boat. The ship's going to Tarshish. A storm comes upon the boat, but it's not any storm. No, no, this is the worst storm this crew has ever faced. They're throwing cargo overboard. They're doing everything they, think they can to keep the boat afloat. And they're praying to their gods. And all the while, Jonah's in the hole of the ship asleep. Let me read to you two verses from Jonah 1. Jonah had gone down below the deck where he lay down. He fell into a deep sleep. And the captain went to him and he said, How can you sleep? Get up. Call on your God. Maybe he will notice us and we will not perish. He grabs a hold of Jonah. He says, Jonah, wake up. And they don't know it, but Jonah knows what is going on in that moment is happening because of Jonah's disobedience, because he's asleep. And man, for some of you, maybe your kid is like grabbing you. I mean, they're not, but 10 years from now they will. They're grabbing you and they're saying, pay attention to me. Quit looking at your phone. Why didn't you hold me accountable? Why didn't you walk me through my different math studies? Why didn't you talk me through that reading lesson? I didn't comprehend it. And it wasn't the teacher's fault. It's your fault. You didn't pay attention. Wake up. I'm seeing it now. I see it all over the place. Just parents just checked out. Checked out. And they want to medicate everything. And we want to blame everybody. And the reality is it's like, wake up. We got to wake up. Pay attention to our kids. You pay attention to the kid, guess what? They aren't going to be on a screen. We're all worried about screens. Guess what? If you pay attention to the kid, I pay attention to my kids, they aren't on screens. We're like wandering around. We actually play a game. Do something like that. Wake up. They're saying. Or maybe it's like your wife is saying to you, wake up. I've got these emotions, I've got these concerns inside of me, I've got these things going on, I need you to relate to them. And your wife is saying to you as a husband, wake up. And if you don't wake up, there's gonna be consequences. There's gonna be a storm. Or maybe you, your husband is saying to you, wake up, I need some affection. I walk out this house, I, I look at a screen, I do anything, there's temptation thrown at me, wake up. You know who I know is absolutely telling you to wake up? It's you, 15 years from now. 
That version of you 15 years from now is saying, stop doing that. Wake up. Wake up. If you keep taking us down this path, do you know what this is going to do to our lives? If you, if you don't wake up, do you know where we're going to end up? Do you know all the consequences that we have to deal with now? Wake up now. Like now is your chance. Now is the opportunity to have that sudden awakening. That version of you 15 years from now is trying to get a hold of you. And that version is saying, get, get off of whatever it is that you, that you are addicted to. That version of you is saying, yeah, you need to get into church. You need to get connected to the Lord. I'm telling you, you do that. So many good things come of that. Yeah, I know skiing's fun, but that version of you 15 years from now, that's paying for all the surgeries and the arthritis and whatever else you got going on from, from accidents. Now, that version isn't worrying about that ski trip. That version of you is saying, you know what? You need to get your values, your integrity straight. You need to have your faith right. Wake up. We got to wake up. And it's in the midst of these storms and these challenges that God speaks to us. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. C.S. Lewis said it this way, God whispers in our pleasures, he speaks to us in our conscience, and he shouts in our pain, because that's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And this son who has gone off to the distant country is finally hearing, he's finally hearing, he's coming to his senses, he's awakened, and then he begins to develop a plan of what it's going to look like when he talks to his dad. Like, how's he gonna, how's he gonna let, he doesn't even, I don't even think he cares if the dad judges him. I don't even think he cares if the dad punishes him. He just wants the father to bring him back into the fold because he can't tend to pigs anymore. So he says, I'll set out. I'll go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned. And we'll come back to that. I have sinned against heaven and against you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Do you see the progression there? He went from give me because he had a life in mind to now make me because he doesn't want the life that he had in mind. When we release the life that we have in mind for ourselves, then we can experience at that point the life that God has in mind for us. 
When we stop going to God and always saying, give me, give me, give me, because I know what's best. Instead, it's like, you know what? I don't. Lord, make me. Just make me. Because what you offer, I know to the world it's not as sexy, it's not as flashy, and it doesn't resolve every single pleasure and desire that I've got. But, but when you make me, everything, who you want me to be, everything is taken care of the way that you see fit. And in this moment, he says, I have sinned. It's brutal honesty. And Jesus said that with brutal honesty, you know what? Some amazing things that can take place. Because it's there that there's truth. In John 8, he said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth. And the truth will judge you. The truth will condemn you. The truth will hurt you. The truth will set you free. And it will set me free. And so he says there, I will set out and I'm going to go back to my father and I'm going to say, I have sinned. And he wants to take full responsibility for what it is that he has done. I have a friend of mine who just had this kind of discussion with me. Several months ago, he calls kind of out of the blue. And he says what he's never said before. I think everything's okay. I'm expecting it to be just a little check-in, give him a little pat on the back. Hey, man, glad everything's going well. He didn't say I've sinned. He said I'm an alcoholic. And I'm ruining my life. My wife doesn't want anything to do with me. My kid's too young to really know what's going on, but they know something's up. I said, well... How significant is it? Like, have you been abusive? Do you got some self-control? Have you, has there been unfaithfulness? What's happening? He's like, no, none of that. Every night they go to bed and I start drinking and I don't stop until I black out. He said, just a week ago, I was walking down the hall. I drank so much. I just passed out, smashed my face on a tile floor, fractured, fractured it. He said, I just have to get it together because if I don't, I'm going to lose everything. And the doctor had a very honest conversation with him too. He said, if you don't stop this, you will be dead in a couple years. It's hard to say I'm an alcoholic. It's hard. It's hard to be honest. I'll tell you what's really hard. Look again at what he says. Luke 15 here. I will set out, I'm going to go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. You know what we often follow that up with? But I've sinned against heaven and you. I've sinned, but we might say it like this. I know I shouldn't have spoken to you that way, but you should have seen the way my dad treated me. I, I, I know I shouldn't have changed the numbers on that report, but my boss is so unreasonable. I, I know, I, I know I shouldn't have gotten into that conversation with that other man, but you, you should just see the fact that my husband doesn't even pay attention to me. I, I know I shouldn't have plagiarized, but everybody plagiarizes. I, I know I shouldn't have. I know I sinned, but he doesn't do that. He's so low and he's, he's come to his senses. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter how, how hard his brother was on, his older brother was on him, and he certainly was. It doesn't matter all the things that the father wouldn't let him go and just do. It doesn't matter. 
We like to blame everybody else. We just need to take responsibility and say, I've sinned against you, against heaven and God. That's where change happens. It's an awakening. There's honesty. He came to his senses. Verse 20, he got up. He decided to take action. Isn't that the hardest thing? My friend that I was just telling you about, you know the thing that he's struggling with right now is taking action. Because after we had that conversation a few months ago and he was just in dire straits, you know, I prayed with him, I encouraged him, all those things. And yet he still kept drinking. And he went ahead and had that violent outburst. And he just verbally, verbally violent. And he just went off on his wife, exaggerated all these different aspects of their relationship. And she said, I'm out, I'm done, I can't do this. She's not a Christian woman. She's just looking at her situation and saying, I'm miserable and I don't wanna be here anymore. And I'm taking the kids. And so now he's at a place where he's saying he's gonna take action but it's hard Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.